All that you eat and everyone you meet are the same bloody person if you're a shark. <laughs> Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and just when you thought it was safe to go back to the studio, oh. it's James Barron. Hello, lurking beneath the surface, ready to strike oh. at any moment. It's me, James Barron. Here, <laughs> I've got dark black eyes like a doll's eyes, and I'm ready <laughs> to devour this podcast whole, Gareth. How's, oh. how's it going? I'm hyped for this episode. Oh, good. Me too. Ah. Oh. I'm ready to uh, th- ready to talk Jaws. The Move sh- our Jaws up and down to yeah. talk about Jaws. Steven Spielberg's like breakthrough film, and no joke, one of my absolute favorite films. How do you wow. feel about Jaws? I I love Jaws. I've I've seen it multiple times. Yeah, um, it's a damn good movie. Like with a lot of sweet cinematography in it. And it does yeah. a lot with a little, which is one of my favorite things about any movie, you know? It's it's not like being too showy. Um, and it, it just, yeah, it just, it feels tense the whole way through. And it's yeah. sick. <laughs> it's a really good film. A hundred percent agree. It's like, it's so like oddly beautiful and mm. like the fact it's so slow is i love so much yeah and it almost feels and it, like it's a lot to do with the rumors about the film but it feels like it's a good movie by accident mm. like they wanted to show the shark more but famously they like didn't like how the shark looked so they ended up like cutting the movie around the shark and you yeah. get this beautiful you know the, essentially what people say, like, you don't show, you don't show it, so it's scarier. Yeah. And it, everyone references that as, like, any horror movie advice now. And, yeah, they're not Because it they're not super wrong. works. Yeah, it's it's all the better for it. It's kind of amazing yeah. that that was, like, even just, it just wasn't, like, accidental, but it was, like, an intentional choice that led to such good results, you know? Like, it, yeah. it's sort of a mainstay, as you say, of, like, the horror genre now. Mm. where you just show like small portions of something before showing it in all its glory as like a climactic moment, you know, like, yeah. it's great. That, that, that all stems yeah. from this, this chilling film yeah. of, of gore. <laughs> <laughs> the law of gore was laid down by this. The law of gore. Man. I'm just <laughs> so hyped about Jaws, man. Like I, I think I hadn't properly seen it. I think it's a film that definitely what? exists in people's, Minds and if a lot of people probably haven't seen it, but it absorbed it by osmosis, mm. and it's because it's like it's so referenced so heavily, the music's everywhere, yeah. Um, it's been redone in like lesser ways so much, and but when you actually like, I don't think I'd sat down and watched it until maybe like five, six years ago. Oh, wow, properly. I got to see it in cinema for its um. It would have been its 40th anniversary. And it was around this very time of the year, which is probably why I've summoned it as a pick for this year. And ever since, like something about a New Zealand winter. Yeah. And pretty much when it is landing up on when the events happen, because obviously this film takes place over 4th of July. A New Zealand winter just makes me crave watching these sad men and (laughs) this big shark. Yeah. That makes yeah, that makes sense to me. I love that you've seen it in a cinema. I would I would oh. uh, kill someone from beneath the waves to do that. That sounds great. 
Man, what a yeah. great what a great film to see on the widescreen. Oh, I hope oh, someday yeah. it comes back. Maybe for the fiftieth, I'll go and see it in the, in yeah. the cinema. Do it. Yeah, I'll dress as a shark. That'd be great. Ah, <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely like it's the probably biggest Halloween, no, biggest horror movie to not inspire costumes. Like, yeah. you're just gonna look like um, old maid left shark from yeah. the. 2015 super bowl it's pretty goofy right there's there's no yeah. like it's such a real uh antagonist in that like it's mm. just a it's just a big old shark guys but like it's played so well the whole time that mm. like it it has this legend to it um but it doesn't even need to be like a a, a extra powerful entity or exist at in folklore or anything like that it's just like a big real scary thing from nature um yeah and you know like sharks don't even need it they got shark week they don't need halloween representation <laughs> all right like that's so true yeah yeah i do <laughs> i wish people dressed as sharks for halloween though that might be my next move just dress as like a real like terror of earth or something mm. <laughs> or just like a leopard or something <laughs> everyone's like what and it's like well they're they're scary they're fast i'll get you i'm imagining even full cats the musical lycra as a leopard <laughs> or like not even that like divorced businesswoman yeah lycra like lycra leopard print and you're just like yeah they're scary listen i'm terrifying <laughs> And they're like, no disagreement there, James. <laughs> oh, too good. Yeah, that's uh, that's Halloween. That's my October plan. So should we nice. dive in to the the depths, <sighs> or maybe not, because it's dangerous out there. But do you want to record a podcast and talk about this movie? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to. I'd like. Yeah, I know. Usually we want preamble, but I am so psyched to just discuss scenes from Jaws. And in yeah. a way, I'm actually annoyed at the premise of our show. Because I just yeah. wanted to kick back and talk about Jaws, but we still get to do on that. the show on the show where we watch movies to see if they sync up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. We've got a lot to talk about about how this film synced with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon, and yeah. this is the true test to see if this was a good show idea. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is. Yeah, let's see. Let's find out together. Here, yeah. on episode 60 something, 66? I don't know, 67? 67, yeah. Oh my God. gosh. Amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, we're, <laughs> I don't know how we like. Is it like two thirds of the way done? Do we just call this show at 100? <laughs> I mean, that's probably a conversation off the mic, but. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I reckon 100 episodes is really funny to me, especially if it continues to. Like, we've got, we've got listeners. We've yeah. got listeners. It, it's funny to me that if we never get like a huge amount of traction, but we still lay down a hundred episodes and keep them online for the rest of time. It'd be the best. Very yeah. happy about to do that. <laughs> maybe cut all that out as our secret plans. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, but maybe not. Let's dive in uh, to the old jaws, the depths oh, yes. surrounding Amity Island. Um, okay. Opening titles, speak to me. You know the drill. Got the mm-hmm. the heartbeats rolling on in over the Universal Pictures logo. Um, we got... I love how this movie is the opening credits of this. Because we've got the three boys. The three shark hunting lads. 
credited yeah. together as a trio, which I think is just such a flex. I love it. We've got mm. Roy Scheider, we've got Robert Shaw, and we've got Richard Dreyfus. They're all here. The three R's. The dream. The triple R. Yeah. <laughs> and the R's are in the middle of the word threat. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we're ready to go. And uh, we've got on screen... Um, I'm looking at uh, the subtitles that we that we follow along with. My subtitles are saying that menacing instrument <laughs> menacing instrumental music is playing. Um, but we've just left <laughs> speak to me and gone into breathe. I wouldn't say breathe is very menacing. Um, no, speak to me definitely menacing to watch from a yeah. point of view. Shark rolling past some credits, like yikes. But yeah, Sadly definitely not. missed a little there. But yeah, very close. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we start the film underwater uh, near Amity Island, just, like, checking out, uh, just swimming around in the water. I love these, like, beneath-the-wave shots. They just mm. look amazing. And then we cut to the surface, and there's, like, a, a party, a beach party in the middle of the night going on. There's some dude just blasting on the harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> um, and by firelight. Uh, it's chill vibes. Um, yeah. And everyone's hanging out. We, I get the the subtitle guitar music playing, which fits a bit better. <laughs> Me with, yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, this um, uh, we're watching just this this kid with he looks like a member of Hanson, and he's just <laughs> taking a big old sip from his cup in time with breathe, which I'm okay with. Yeah, um, and then he chases after a girl that he likes, uh, Chrissy, and he says. Um, slow down and slow up, which is <laughs> confusing to me. Who says slow in all the directions? Who says slow up? Uh, maybe this is like an, a sixties thing, but like I don't know. It's I a love it. it's a weird one. I'm gonna start yeah. using it um, just to see what people do. <laughs> maybe hey, slow up. Maybe they'll start slowing up for once. Let me catch <laughs> yeah, up. That bloody time. <laughs> um. And yeah, so they're like dashing into uh, the darkness and stripping off their clothes for a bit of a midnight dip in the mm. ocean, uh, as you do. Um, and it's at this point in my watch that I'm I'm watching at a very slow moment at work. This is uh, for the podcast. <laughs> and my workmate comes over and brings me a muffin. And I just want that noted Aww. for the record that I have very nice workmates who accommodate oh, the slow hours yes. of my job. <laughs> they bring uh, me- if someone gave the shark a muffin, we wouldn't be in this situation. Freaking A, man. That's absolute yeah. truth. <laughs> it calmed me right down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, we get the um, them uh, swimming around uh, mm. as, the, as the sun is rising and shots of them from beneath the waves yeah and we get pink floyd at the end of breathe saying race towards an early grave yeah and like we see the like from beneath this girl treading water and the camera like slowly approaches it's just like a slow oh. zoom on this person oh and, and we're getting into on the run over this yes starting for the attack like that's beautiful going from you know, so Breathe is obviously a band that started in the 60s, kept a lot of the 60s vibes. Mm. And, like, it's sort of, this is how, how Chrissy's feeling, <laughs> to a lesser extent. It's probably how Chrissy felt, like, two years earlier when she first heard um, 
dark side of the moon. Like she yeah. was ready for just a hippie nighttime party. And then when this like strange, unexpected sound rose up from her speakers, mm. like surprising her with this on the run synthesizer. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's the shark attack of the album. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in out of nowhere. Um, and yeah, she is screaming and being pulled around, thrashing around, trying to grab onto like a buoy out here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she just gets pulled under the water and that's it. Like for her, <laughs> mm. it's messed up. We also had the title card. I skipped over that. But anyway. Oh, that's right. Um, I do like the, the title for Jaws and that it's like just the, the big old letters and the shark's mm. fin in the shape of the A, which I like. Um, yeah, it's very smart. Very 70s. Yeah. Like the Godfather, the R being a gun. Yeah, exactly. Man, they knew how to party in the type factories in the 70s, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> What's this movie about? Uh, sharks? We'll put a shark's fin <laughs> on there. I don't know. Hey. Hey, I'm the Fonz. I make <laughs> movies now. Um, uh, yeah, so we got um, fishing report next morning and um, we got uh, Chief Brody, Police Chief Brody. Oh, yeah. Uh, waking up at home, uh, hanging out with his lovely wife in this beach property at Amity Island. Um, he's got a good gig out here, really. It's like pretty yeah. low-key town. Um, and then gets a call about a missing person case over the phone uh, that he has to go investigate, uh, which is, of course, Chrissy. Um, and so, yeah, he goes down uh, to where they haven't washed up on the shore like they usually would in this town. Usually it's like someone drowning. Um, mm. If you're on an island, that makes sense, right? So he's yeah. got to go deal with that. Um, but they haven't washed up, so he's like, oh, that's weird. Um, we get the crash sound as he hops into his truck to go down there. And his uh, his wife hops on like a little like swing seesaw thing with the um, his child, mm. and it, with one of his boys. And it's just like... I, it's a recipe for disaster, honestly. Yeah. It's, Especially he said, keep the kids off the swing. I need to fix it. Yeah. And then immediately and then piling the it. whole family. Everyone he loves is on that swing now. Yeah. Right. That's a disaster waiting to happen. It, 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 that also goes to show that like Brody's character, he's like um, very, uh, how would you say? He's like very opposed to accidents very safety conscious yes. as a person which like goes toes the line of him being like a um a police chief right he wants everyone to be safe at all times uh and yeah yeah um, well there's some hints in this that he and i don't know how much is intentional but there's a lot of hints that he's had something bad happen in new york and that's why he's left yeah like, he never really explains that right yeah um but yeah he's like retired from there so like maybe something's like shocked him like to his core and he's had to move out to this to this island town uh anyway so yeah he gets in the truck land sharks (laughs) oh no loan sharks subway sharks oh loan sharks uh yeah um yeah and it's the 50th anniversary regatta of Mm. on out here at amity island being advertised for the 4th of july so we're expecting a huge influx of tourists on the island. Um, so, yeah, he talks to a witness down at the beach. The the boy who was, like, chasing after her, he didn't really yeah. see very much. Um, and he's like, oh, she must have drowned. 
Um, he's getting that information as all the clocks go off, uh, but there's not really a sync there. So anyway, no, it just misses because then they find this, yeah, gross hand crawling in crabs. Yeah, it's no good. The, the policeman nah. blows his whistle, and yeah, they go over and see this hand covered in little crabs. The crabs are like opportunists, so I can't get mad at the crab. But no, and the crabs are sinking a lot of these little on-the-run drums, like yeah, yeah. vibing hard. Have yeah. you seen footage of crabs swimming? They helicopter away. It's what? so cool. That is yeah. cool. Oh my god! I need to look. Th- I'm going to look that up after the show. I, that yeah, sounds- I'm pretty sure crab swimming is blowing up on TikTok as we record. Oh man! That's yeah, time time for crab. I love that. <laughs> That's the timestamp. Um, also, this hand is they weren't happy enough with the fake hand, so this is a crew member's hand. Wow! They buried her in the sand and then covered her in crabs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd do that for a film. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Little crabs crawling yeah. over my hand. <laughs> they probably wouldn't be, like, that bad, honestly. No, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Compared to, like, you know, later on in the movie, they're filming in the ocean for, like, weeks on end. So, yeah. yeah, this is, yeah, pretty chill. Probably fine. Um, uh, yeah, so we, he goes back to the station after this, uh, like, calling it in and all that. Um, mm. And he's, like, quite shocked by what he's seen. And the, his, like, receptionist person or someone else at the station is coming around and talking about... I just love her, like, benign subplot in this movie that <sighs> the, the karate school kids, the nine-year-olds, <laughs> have been karate chopping a man's picket fence, which is <laughs> yes. just the best, funniest prank. And that fact that, that we so get to good. see this later is so good. Yeah. It's such a weird detail that is <sighs> in this movie. It's honestly, it's like the movie, every time I watch it, part of me hopes we're going to, it's like a choose your own adventure and we get to go (laughs) entirely into Chief Brody versus the nine-year-old karate gang. (laughs) That would be great. Instead of the teeth of of the shark from Jaws, it's just the tops of white picket fences (laughs) slowly chopping down. And that's, it's like a metaphorical Jaws of a picket fence. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, that um, should be the sequel. They've tried everything with your sequels. They haven't tried a mid uh, choose-your-own-adventure midquel where you fight kids. <laughs> that is true. I mean, Hollywood's trying everything right now. So, you yeah. know, like, now's the time. Um, <clears throat> oh, the, instead of, like, Hooper, the guy they get in from the island is just, like, an eight-year-old who's really good at judo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a, like, build-your-own-karate-kid situation. It's yeah. very good. <clears throat> Yeah, and Brody becomes like a Mr. Miyagi figure where yeah. he doesn't really want to. He's so safety conscious. Yeah, mm. it's good. <laughs> it's uh, like a reverse. He has to make these kids worse at karate in order to <clears throat> overthrow them. Yeah. <laughs> He's the like Cobra Kai version or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, the shark is still just eating everyone while he's focusing on this. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, he's a policeman. He's not. <laughs> he doesn't deal with sharks. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> shark ain't breaking no laws. Nah, shark shark do what shark want, you know? Yeah, shark police shark, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he writes down the cause of death for the girl as a shark attack. Mm. And then heads down to shut all the beaches, which has never been done on Amity Island before. That is like, where are oh, the no. signs? And to, for the shut beaches. And they're like, we don't have any. That's not a thing. <laughs> um and so, yeah, he goes down through this town, huge amount of extras in this town. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Must be a real town or something because this, this is packed. 
packed with people all yeah. going about their business preparing for the 4th of July. Um, all if you have your like non-Pink Floyd playing, every extra seems to be mic'd up perfectly and wow. you hear so much of their like, they must have all had individual scripts handed to them to be like, yeah, yeah, you're the star of this movie. Just keep talking. Wow. And then find out later when they watched it, like, oh, I was in there for a second. Okay. There you go. That's amazing. Yeah. It's Man, beautiful. Just good, ac- a good extra quality. I'm just oh, I'm very impressed with that in this film. Because, um, yeah. I might call it Jaws Best Extras. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can feel it. That makes sense to me. Like, everyone's yeah. like, no one's phoning it in out here. There's no one, like, trying no. to sneak through, like, silly little jokes or whatever in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Good work. Good work. Extras on Jaws. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he goes down to, like, buy paint and supplies or whatever um, mm. to make these beach shut signs. And the mayor comes out because he's caught wind of uh, what's going on here. And uh, he's going down. He goes down to the beach to... Uh, Brody is going down in his car to, to shut the beaches with the signs and stuff. Um, yeah. And then the mayor comes up behind him, uh, but he, he oh, sorry, he's going down there. I forgot another piece. He's going down there because he gets word that there are some Boy Scouts getting merit badges swimming around out there. They've got yeah. to like do a like swim relay uh as part to earn their merit badges which is interesting i can't recall were you in scouts growing up this is a good question i was not in scouts no i i did some weird after school activities like trampolining yeah and um stuff like that but no scouts were you a scout i was not a scout but i was a cub which is the precursor to scouts Ah, it's like the young young scouts when you're still in like primary school maybe that's why i wasn't doing like any hard yard swimming or anything i remember it was like (laughs) lots of knots and lots of playing like sneak up on granny and stuff like that uh it was all right we gotta go on are you sure you weren't in like an old lady kidnapping class no i don't think so Okay. At least I, maybe maybe I'm up. an old lady kidnapper sleeper agent that's yet to be awakened, but oh no, I don't know for sure. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So uh, he's going out there to to stop these kids. So he gets on like a little uh, car barge thing, yeah, for carrying people across the water. Um, and the mayor drives up onto the back of this uh, car barge, and we get this amazing shot. Mm. of um these guys like having this conversation where the mayor um is wanting to stop the beaches from being closed because it's gonna for the sake of the town's economy basically they're a tourist town and so if they shut the beaches they're screwed um yeah and that they won't probably be able to survive a year um uh but also like the, there's been a shark attack so like they would need to do something and so the mayor's like oh we'll delay it and all this stuff but this conversation takes place on this barge for like one awesome long shot that changes mm. positions multiple times and the whole time this barge is traveling ac- across the water it's just stunning yeah. it's it's such a cool shot i, I love it's it awesome i love it to bits and it's not like yeah. it's not the the last time that the cinematography is going to be like out of this world good in this movie like it's so cool <laughs> yeah oh i just it I, is so good and the fact he's like um brody is pushed all the way to the side of the screen yeah and so many like strange extras are also on this boat on this barge with him yeah yeah 
yeah and a big car kind of muscling in and take a muscle car essentially taking up all the space yeah and you get to see that on the car it has um vaughn realty so the mayor is also a real estate agent which is oh also why he's so keen to like keep the beaches open incredible yeah yeah no it's 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 sweet because yeah it's it's like the full like a full body shot that like gets closer and closer in together between the mayor and Brody as they are facing mm. off in this argument until it's like a close up on them uh in the foreground and it's just awesome like i just want to yeah. live in this shot <laughs> um but yeah we've got to move get on you on a barge yeah, yeah. Get, get this man on a barge baron on a barge that's that's the, oh. that's what we want um it's also doesn't like they just make him turn the barge around he doesn't actually get to warn the kids yeah they like he just sort of leaves them out there like they yeah. he gets i think they get to the other side or whatever um and then the uh, the car just drives off but yeah anyway oh, yeah. um but yeah it's too bad that this conversation's not happening over money because i feel like that's a pretty mm. good fit it's it, it happening over uh times like solo effectively but um, yeah but yeah it's amazing uh so we go we cut back to uh brody and his family um his kids want to go out swimming on a raft um but uh they're like uh he no he's like at at the beach with his family everyone's like chilling at the beach and his kids like want to go on the raft and they're like oh probably not just hang out on the beach (laughs) um Mm. uh and yeah like we get into um great gig and Folks are just like having fun out there. There's people playing with dogs and Brody's like watching intently all the different people mm. out on the beach and trying to like clock everyone out here. He's just surveying everyone and everyone's, yeah. we, it's, it's like, it takes on this like completely different feeling um, with the, with great gig playing over top of it because it's just oh, like, yes. it's so tense watching like all these people splashing about and bro- we're getting it from like Bro- Brody's perspective, where like any one of these people could be attracting the shark at any moment. Yeah. Like it's it's so weird watching like happy people and having this like really dark context. Um, yeah, especially there's a group of lads who are like sitting next to him on the beach. When the vocals kick in, all of these lads stand up in unison yeah. and walk towards the water, which is probably just like a bit of um, you know the director yelling stand up go to the water you guys brody do this but like it just feels so like the ocean is calling them the harpies the yeah. siren song yeah yeah very very much so it's uh it's it's a, such a weird feeling and there are a couple of like sort of shark fake outs that happen here mm. where like an old guy like sneaks up underneath a woman who's like floating out there and lifts her out of the water yeah and so she starts like screaming and brody's like oh like like freaks out uh but yeah and then realizes what's going on um and this the old guy from the water comes up and out of the water to talk to him and he's like ah you never go in the water brody do you like you're scared of the water basically and he's like shut up old man your hat looks dumb (laughs) yeah harry (laughs) but yeah again like paints this picture of brody as being this like uptight lawman kind of character Um, but yeah, again, like alluding to this weird past that we don't really know what's going yeah. on. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, all the kids are out here splashing around and then, um, we see that the guy who was playing with his dog is calling out to his dog who's no longer there and the stick's just floating in the water that was, that mm. had been thrown out there. And then here we go. We get in shots of 
feet dangling in the water. Um, and then, yeah, we see the a kid out on a, on a raft, like not uh, the son of Brody and a different kid. Um, yeah, get, and gets pulled under by a shark. We don't we don't see the shark here again. They just get pulled under the water, um, and yeah, over the like sad slow bit of great gig. Yeah, like as soon as that happens, and uh, yeah, everyone like makes a mad dash out of the water, um, and this kid, uh, the mum like is screaming out for the little kid that's been killed who's Mm. called Alex and we just see we just see her like just calling out for a kid everyone else is like safe back on the beach and she's just wandering like on the edge of the water it's awful yeah Yeah. uh oh yeah it's yeah it's perfect for great gig in the sky though there really is it's like it's such a good fit for this whole scene honestly um in fact the structure of the script has been pretty much exactly beat for beat the songs of this album like it, you are so right that is something yeah. that i wanted to talk about as well yeah it's kind of wild like how how accurate it's been like how perfect everything mm. has lined up just so far like it shocked yeah. me a little bit when i like when it, when we're getting like scene transitions on on songs and into different uh, yeah into different scenes for different uh soundtracks it just it's it's freaking me out a little bit already. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's like because it starts yeah with um you know happy party for breathe, on um, on the run shark attack. Yeah, you know, on the run's a little too long, but we next have you know a guy waking up, which would have been the alarm clocks, mm-hmm. going about a normal day, you know mundane life, like time. Then something kind of scary and beautiful of like playing at the beach getting attacked by sharks yeah and then this next scene we're about to get into is all about money yeah because <laughs> they put up a reward for the shark insane insane yeah we've got the town meeting here where uh there's a three thousand dollar bounty put on the shark's head um and everyone's gathered like uh around the mayor's um called this meeting to talk talk to everyone about what's going on mm. um yeah the the Brody is called to address the people. Uh, he's saying that there's going to be shark spotters on the beaches and what they're planning to do. And this lady in the audience is like, are you going to close the beaches? And he says, yes. And everyone's like pissed at this. Yeah. The clamoring is wild. It's, it's nuts. Like a person has died on the beach. Surely Mm. you close the beaches, but I don't know. It's like, I get that this is like a big deal for this town. They're a beach town that everyone's about the fucking beach out here at Amity Island. Like that's why you come here. Closing the beach sort of shuts down the whole town. Um, so it's a pretty big deal. Is this the first time you've seen Jaws since, um, the COVID pandemic? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Same. And it, yeah, it hits differently knowing that oh yeah of course local governments do want to just keep businesses running mm-hmm. if, like something's happening absolutely um like it's not i know it's not the most astute observation to make but like you know jaws was warning us it was jawing <laughs> us like even back then and yeah yeah you know like the people are super opposed to this idea obviously even though like yeah someone has died it's nuts yeah um but yeah that is yeah it's a good comparison honestly um but yeah, uh, so the mayor gets up uh, and brings this like murmuring and clamoring to a halt when he's like, oh, it's just for just for 24 hours. We're just going to close mm. it for 24 hours. Don't worry. Don't freak out. You know, again, like local government putting a bandaid on the problem, you know. Um, yeah. 
and like you hear Brody go, I didn't agree to that. But then you also hear someone else going, 24 hours is like three weeks. Yeah. So you're getting all the sides of the story and there's like beautiful overlapping like, um, dialogue, oh, which is so also good. made a lot easier by just being subtitles for us. Yeah. But anyway, this is like, that hasn't brought the murmuring to a stop. I lied earlier. Everyone's still like chatting about what this means, all this stuff. Mm. And but we get in, who should interrupt this? But some nails on the chalkboard. And who's it? The boy that's going to catch this big bad fish. It's Quint. Here he is. Yeah. Captain Quint. Um, and he's a terrifying man who speaks in a very strange way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I really like the like folksy energy that Quint has in this oh, movie. Same. He just has yeah. like he's like a full on pirate man. <laughs> yeah, in the modern he'll age. like do a limerick. He'll sing a little shanty. He's on his own path. Yeah. It's amazing. It's great. He's been just catching catching sharks for most his life, and yeah. he's become a character. <laughs> um, yeah. More he's so eating than- a single cracker like he has no other <laughs> like a whole bag of crackers or anything he's just yeah. got one which i'm led to believe he walked over with that cracker oh yeah he keeps it he keeps away. one in his pocket and that's yeah. like enough sustenance for quint to feed him for like a whole day <laughs> <clears throat> he'll just have that and then like a whole bottle of whiskey <laughs> and that's yeah. it um and salt water yeah <laughs> Oh my god! And a little, yeah. a little slice of shark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to keep him fit. He drinks it. He drinks its blood to kind of get into its mindset. <laughs> oh my god, I believe it. Um, but yeah, yeah he's he... got this little friend as well. This, oh, other, this yeah. old man with a dog who like follows him around. Never and then comes is back. not seen again. This guy could. The other guy could be like have grown up to become the owner of Hooch from Turner and Hooch, like the original <laughs> yeah. owner who lives in the like junkyard zone. <laughs> yeah i feel like that's canon for me <laughs> i like that he like went sailing to look for the shark himself and just kept sailing and ended up in um yeah. just out of san francisco with hooch <laughs> yeah just with young hooch. he met hooch on the sea yeah where is amity island supposed to be is it a real place it's not right nah it's so this is all filmed in um uh martha's vineyard right um which is a similar kind of vibe i think it's like a yeah a Cape Cod kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, upstate New York. No, up, like, I think Boston-y, because they talk oh, about, okay. like, parking and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. They do. Yeah. Hmm. Which is pretty sure where Cape Cod is. Yeah. That makes sense. So, it's, like, an analogous to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's here's Quint. He's not going to catch and kill the shark uh, for, for that price, though. He needs $10,000 because he's mm. Captain Quint and he makes the deals. Um, and, yeah, he's he's like, for that, you'll get the head and the fin and all the stuff, you know? <laughs> he's, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great speech. Um, it's so good. Uh, that he gives. He's like, I don't want no volunteers or no mates. <laughs> Just like you, I'll catch him on me own. <laughs> Out on the ocean blue. Um, but yeah. And then, yeah, he makes like a dramatic exit after this. It, the mayor's like, okay, we'll take that under advisement, Mr. Quint. Yep. And he just like gets up and eats his cracker and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. So the- uh, Do you know the original- um- I think in the original script, do you know what his intro was going to be? No. What does he do? So this is a movie that got rewritten as they were shooting it. Oh, wow. Um, quite a lot. And a lot of like, as we'll discuss later, a lot of improvised, a lot's changed on the day. Mm-hmm. Obviously the shark, the whole showing of the shark changed as they shot it. 
originally they were going to show a cinema and someone was watching Moby Dick, like they were screening Moby Dick and wow. Quint was going to be a lot like Cape Fear, which I think came out after. Um, Quint was going to be laughing and like <laughs> just cracking up at the way they can't kill this whale and apparently start like walking around the cinema, cracking up and laughing. And the only reason it didn't happen was the guy who's in the Moby Dick movie was so embarrassed by his own performance. He was like, oh, guys, I don't want you showing it again. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. Don't. Oh, no. Yeah. Just like the guy who played like Ahab or. <laughs> I guess so. Or the whale. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I don't like the way I look in this. All right. Yeah, I just, I just so... look really fat and pale. Yeah. Oh. And then I get defeated. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Don't show it. And then Quince <laughs> Delete just- it. <laughs> I'll delete it. <laughs> I'll delete it, please. It's yeah. on the internet, so, I'm afraid. So this beautiful, iconic intro is like, just kind of put together last minute, which mm. I love. That's amazing. It's such a yeah. sick speech for like a script that was written like the week before or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's nuts. Um, I guess like it's all uh, the actors just- uh, putting in the work really like yeah bringing this character to life um yeah it's awesome uh yeah yeah so um we go uh, brody erects the signs and then um goes home and has a whiskey with his wife to calm him down mm. um and then he's just like hanging out reading about sharks yeah. um and then uh he sees his kid is sitting out in a boat uh just like on the dock like it's it's tied up so he's not going anywhere but he's like oh fuck like get out of that boat and then his wife's like oh don't read silly he's tied up he's just out there having fun and then she looks over his shoulder at the book and there's a shark like busting through the hull of a boat (laughs) with its powerful schnoz and she's like oh get out of that boat you heard your father (laughs) (laughs) it's great i love that Mm. um i weirdly love this relationship in this family even though it's like yeah it's compared to like most like a lot of movies where you do love the family like it's you know it's quite underwritten but Mm. something about it really gets me and we'll get into it later when they're just like sitting in the dark not talking to each other (laughs) but like I don't know what it is. I honestly, like, I'm thinking of taking Jaws to, like, a therapist. Wow. <laughs> like, me and Jaws going to couples counselling and being like, what? what is talking to- what is speaking to me here? Because that gets me. They play as very like, real people, right? It seems yes, It yeah. seems like a very real relationship that uh, is happening in this film. Like, the, the family relationship, I mean. Mm. Um, like, yeah, the characters, they just seem like real people. Like- Brody is this like uptight guy and his wife is trying to like calm him down constantly and he's very protective of his kids um based on yeah, yeah what's happening and then yeah like it's it, their, their relationship just gets like really tested as the movie goes on and he becomes more like obsessed with stopping this like yeah yeah it's it's cool it's it's very real feeling like i yeah. i buy the wife character like a lot her reaction oh, yeah, to, to all of this is like pretty sweet. Um, yeah, low key hero of the film. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we've got to move on though. Uh, fishermen <laughs> are going out in the boats. Oh no, mm. not not in boats. Not at this point. They're like nighttime opportunists. They're trying to catch the shark by like throwing like a Christmas roast 
over, <laughs> yeah. over the edge or uh, of the jetty, and they're trying to lure in the shark. Um, <clears throat> bit of a weird thing. He's like, <clears throat> this this roast cost me like fifty dollars or something, or like three hundred. I don't know. It's still, like a, an amount of money is like, yeah, but if we catch the shark, it's three thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, they're trying to lure it in. Um, uh, we, uh, yeah, the shark uh, comes up and takes a bite uh, out of this. They've like hooked the um, roast with like a big old chain. Mm. And so he like takes the bait and pulls the chain out to sea, but th- they've tied it off to the wharf and the wharf just like falls into the water, like is pulled straight out because the shark is huge. <laughs> we, yeah. we don't know. We can't see it at this point, but we see the like the rope like whipping out into the water very quickly and then yeah the whole front of the wharf falls into the water and this guy so cool it's terrifying like the guy uh falls into the water um and like down the slope of this uh of this collapsed um Mm. uh, jetty uh, and yeah, he's just like pulled up just in time. We see like the the swell of water of the shark moving in to try and get him, and um, and yeah, he's pulled up out of the water just in time because we see the like roast like come back and land at the uh, uh, edge of the water. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was very close, um, very good. Uh, yeah. So. Um, well, we get there, like the the deputy, like is telling the story the next day to uh, Brody, who's going down to talk mm. to the all the uh, fishermen opportunist guys. Like loads of people are going out on boats to try and get the shark. They've got like all kinds of equipment with them. They're overloading yeah. the boats with people. There's like a tiny little boat with like seven people on it. Yeah, which is so dumb, and everyone's yelling at uh. them like not to do that. Um, and then we get Hooper arrives, old Dreyfus, our boy here, mm. um, from the Oce- Oceanographic Institute. Um, and yeah. Dressed like every cool Christchurch person <laughs> in the 2010s. Like, denim jacket, beanie, yeah. curly hair, little wig, big sp- um, wig, little Little beard. wig. Prob- hey, who's to say? All the cool kids, kids in Christchurch wore little wigs. Yep. Cool kids wear wigs. That's what they say. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like if you went to um, very local reference Christchurch's um, club, the Dark Room, which I assume is still around. Yeah, it is. And to watch like the latest independent band, to watch like three guys stare at their shoes while playing like discordant guitars. Yeah, like, everyone there is is Hooper. Like, yeah, it is <laughs> you a are room so of right. Hoopers. Yeah. Oh my god. That's yeah. That's fully accurate to listeners, non Christchurchian <laughs> listeners. Yeah completely accurate um to my dark room experiences uh mm. but that, that's kind of a good vibe though honestly yeah heck yeah hanging out with the hoopers you know <laughs> yeah uh next time we go in a dark room i'm gonna say i'm gonna hang out with the hoopers yeah <laughs> it's very good um yeah so they're all going out to catch these sharks in the boats and um catch the shark in the boat sorry and they've got all these weird tactics it's just like randomly tossing chum over the side there's like a Mm. huge convoy of boats going out here one guy just tosses dynamite in the water for no reason (laughs) like and it goes off like in the middle of the boats it's so dangerous 
but yeah, it's- that happens when um, Pink Floyd get their little line about a short, sharp shock. As yeah, well, it was. Which I really like. Was for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, Hooper's here, and he's come to take a look at the first victim to try and um, of the shark attack to try and determine mm. what's going on. He's been called here by Brody, basically. Um, and yeah, he takes a look at the corpse of the the girl who was killed um it doesn't handle blood and gore very well at all yeah um which is a through line for his character which i really like um and yeah he is able to determine that basically an exceptionally large shark is responsible very he lists a couple of um shark species um as well among them a great white um and yeah uh but as he, they get news that a shark has been captured and killed uh, by the fishermen. And so they go in for a look uh, as all these like papers, all the like news reporters are gathered around um, to get a photo of it. And this is, um, is this over money? This still, we're getting the latest. This is, no, this is um, us and them. Yeah, this is we us get out of the way as the journalist um, tries to get someone out of the way and arrange a photograph. Right, yeah. There we go. Okay. Uh, yes. That, yes. I am seeing now in my notes that that's the case. The, the, <laughs> us and them I thought you were going to say you're seeing in your mind's eye because we've heard this movie, this album so much. Yeah. That I, it is starting to- It's true. Like, I yeah. Can place myself in the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, anyway. But yeah, so they go. he goes in for a look at this shark uh, and he's like, uh, the, the shark that they've captured is a tiger shark. Um, mm. which is too small it's not it, it, the bite radius of the shark is too small for the for the ugh, it can't have killed the first victim basically because yeah. the bite the bites in that victim's body were way bigger um and he's like there's a sure way to determine it and that's if we cut into the stomach of the shark and see what it's eaten because sharks div- digestive systems are very very slow Mm. Um, which I, I don't know if this is true. Maybe it is. I get, they're like, they're like cold blooded fish. So I imagine that like, um, they, yeah, they probably don't digest things very quickly. Um, yeah, it's hard to take a lot of the shark science in this. Cause this movie does also, uh, claim that sharks can live for a thousand years. Wow. Cause back then that was like, nobody knew how long a shark would live. Yeah. How long can a shark, how long do a shark live? I don't know. So have you heard the stuff like that's blowing up about eels at the moment? What? The, what's the hot eel news? <laughs> okay, so I've given you the hot crab trends. Yeah. The hot eel news. Um, <laughs> it actually isn't that hot. It's like a 2020 New Yorker article. I mean. But like nobody knows how eels breed. What? Apparently. Like I actually, um, I have, I've only had it, this article described to me, but like. They haven't been able to breed eels in captivity. Oh, my God. So, we're not sure where eels are coming from. <laughs> oh, no. I don't like that yeah. at all. No, right? Oh. Especially, like, if it was anything else, if it was, like, crabs, we didn't know where they came from. You'd be like, okay, it's fine. Or, like, ducks. But the fact that it's these terrifying, like, snakes, but worse. It's yeah. eels. Yeah. Underwater snake monsters. Uh, yeah. I imagine that, like here's my theory New Yorker article they do it the, <laughs> much the same way that other fish do like the eel come out and lay its egg it's many yeah. it's many eggs and then the other eel come out and do, they do a wriggly move and then 
yeah, they inseminate the eggs in the water. I think that's how it goes. But some eels live in the little like caves, little holes in the in the water, mm. in the ground, and <laughs> holes in the water. What? Uh, <laughs> holes, holes in rocks and stuff. They like lurking in little caves. So maybe it's got something to do with that. Um, maybe the cave has to be just right or something for yeah. for an eel baby. Um, unknown. I not not a huge not a huge fan of eels as creatures. No, never. Um, what if there's been an eel horror movie yet? Oh, it's too real and too scary. Yeah. That's the next- The thing is like- That's going to be- What were you going to say? Oh, it's just going to be- The next Jaws is just going to be eels. And it's going to be very scary. Oh, oh wait. No, there, the it, is- there definitely is an eel horror movie. There's that one where like they put eels inside people um, at this like weird institute. It came out like only a couple years ago. Um, I can't, can't remember the name of it, but it's pretty much. Are you sure up. that's not the Mighty Boosh song no. about eels up no, inside? No, no, no. It? It's, it's much worse. It's not a good Oof. movie as well. It's just no, scary <laughs> and bad, which is a bad combo. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the thing is like this movie, like obviously it's big- um, the thing that I can't abide about this movie is the fact that people like went out and killed sharks after watching it because they were so. Yeah. This movie was so powerful that it made people actually hate sharks. But like eels don't need that branding. People, everyone's already scared of eels. Yeah, absolutely. Like an eel movie will just everyone. You just have to sit down in the theater and then like a huge bit of text will just say, "Eels are still out there," and then you just credits roll and you're you're more scared of eels. Right, yeah. We don't yeah. need that. The name of that movie, no. uh, by the way, it wasn't that recent. It came out in 2016. It's called A Cure for Wellness. Um, Is that what that's about? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a Gore Verbinski movie. It's, it's, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> wow. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I may have ruined Director that movie. Director of Mouse Hunt. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it made this weird eel movie instead. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, so we go down, um, we're, we're still down at this, uh, the shark investigation. Everyone gets a picture taken. Brody's stoked because he's like, ah, they got the shark. Um, even, and he doesn't like want to believe, um, Hooper's advice really. And then the grieving mother comes down, um, and she's talking to, uh, she comes over to Brody and slaps him in the face. Yeah. And then, and yeah, like blames him for the mayor's decision to basically not close the beaches because she's found out about the girl that died a week before her son. So like he knew ahead of time and didn't close the beaches. Mm. Um, but like it's, it wasn't like the mayor like twisted his arm. It's like still not his decision. So, but he's feeling like massively guilty because of this anyway. Like, yeah, it sucks. It's, it's no good. And the mayor is there as well like yeah it just all happens right in front of him not speaking up not saying anything because his reputation's mm. on the line and he's a slimy eel of a man like <laughs> yeah uh but yeah it's 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 really rough as guts she's yeah like furious at him um and just barely holding it together she just says um we get into brain damage like over the course of her mm. uh grieving and she's like yeah, we get um, her just repeating "my boy is dead" over and over again, which is just such a rough. Oh, it's it's very yeah. rough. It, it's good fit for brain damage as well, honestly. Yeah, this like slowly losing your mind song. Oh, anyway, 
And um, so another thing this movie did, you know, to set the gore law yeah. that for horror movies in a way, again, that people just don't didn't follow right, is you look at the victims. It's been like a teenage girl, which is always the victim in horror movies, but we still get like a lot of her personality. We, she does a beautiful bit of synchronized swimming before she gets eaten, which also kind of synced with um, Breathe. Mm. And then the two, like, don't ever kill these things in a movie, things get killed. Like, a dog gets eaten yeah. and a small child. And then we, like, see the consequences of the small child dying. Like, all of that is made so that you care. Like, yeah, it's not like... Um, I recently rewatched, well, watched for the first time the first like the prologue of the 2009 Friday the 13th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because people told me like, I'd seen the, I've seen the first Friday the 13th and the oh, 10th one. Okay. Um, but I hadn't seen this one. So, and people say like the, the prologue's all you need out of a Friday the 13th movie. Huh. But everyone is so despicable and unlikable. Right. And like played by people who went on to be in Mad Men, which was very confusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> And you just, like, you just don't care. And, like, it's supposed to be so you don't, I guess, leave Friday the 13th reboot 2009, like, traumatized. But it's, like, if I don't care, if I'm just like, oh, yeah, kill this guy, sure. And then one of them ends up surviving and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, right. It's just so empty and um, bleak almost. Yeah, it's it. That's the like slasher movie like emo, right? And that they mm. establish all these characters that are like morally like devoid of like reason. Like they're just like mm. terrible stereotypes most of the time. And then so you're supposed to feel okay when they get murdered in horrific ways. Like it's it's weird. It's definitely like a product of the eighties that I feel like hasn't translated that well. Uh, yeah. to, to modern Maybe horror. Maybe that 80s conservatism is yeah. kind of sneaking through. I think so. Like pushing yeah. values and agendas and stuff through mm. horror movies. It's kind of strange that that even happened, but uh, it's, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, yeah. That's maybe why like um, Near Dark and things like that were like the opposite and that like they're pushing this like anarchist kind of agenda. Um, yeah. But and that's like wasn't nearly as popular as like the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I don't know. Maybe there's something yeah. there. Um, yeah, people wanted to like have their if they were gonna knew they were gonna get uncomfortable and get scared in a horror movie, they wanted to leave feeling like morally upright. Yeah, I think that's potentially like that. part of it. Yeah, it makes it like more yeah. okay, but it's still weird to cheer for a murderer. Like, yeah, that's the issue. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No one's cheering for Jaws and Jaws, like no, you know, or Bruce. I don't know. Bruce, yeah, Bruce was the name of the prosthetic shark named after um, Steven Spielberg's lawyer. Oh, yeah, a, a human shark, a shark of a lawyer, eh? Hey, maybe that's what Brody was escaping. Maybe uh, <laughs> those land sharks. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So um, back at yeah, back at home. Uh, Brody's like very haunted by uh, this lady's words um, mm. and yeah it's like it has a really like touching moment um, with his son who's just yeah. like sitting there uh, watching him and just copying his actions um, yeah. and then yeah it's like it's it like pulls him out of his like grief and his like funk here and that he's still got this loving family it's a really cool moment in the movie um <sighs> 
Now, James, yeah. I'm as this this al- this album, this episode will come out just after I turn thirty. Yeah, the week of me, the week that it is now, pretty much leading up to me turning thirty. Mm. Something's just like unlocked old Gareth Blackler's tear duct oh, and no. I'm crying at so much pop culture <laughs> and like again I've seen this movie probably once a year for the last five years yeah. sometimes twice to make up for it if I missed it the year before I this isn't even the most emotional part like no. again we these characters this family's a little underwritten I just started crying oh. <laughs> with this family scene right now it's a good the, it's a very good scene Okay, fuel. They're sitting in the dark. Yeah. He's like, hasn't touched his dinner. The kid's copying him. The wife is just watching. Like, she doesn't know what to say or do. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it, it got me. It's a great moment. It's It definitely is. Like, I feel okay. like you shouldn't have to apologize for that. Absolutely oh, not. Gosh. That's not a yeah. turning 30 thing, at least. I don't think so. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm not there yet, so I can't confirm. Maybe <laughs> when that happens to me, I'll just be like bawling my eyes out constantly. Who knows? Yeah. But right now, what I'm- if it's like you turn 30 and the idea of a kid copying someone is really sad? So like every time a kid does that, like um, mimicking you and trying to say what you say <laughs> at the same time, you just bo- start bawling. <laughs> it's a great way to stop that copying game. Just start like <laughs> bursting into tears if yeah. the kid starts copying you. Like they're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's so funny. A guy in his 30s throwing a tantrum at a kid for copying him. So good. That's very, uh, very strong energy from you, Gareth. I hope you yeah. continue this forward into your 30s. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but yeah, to ruin this great scene, great moment, um, we've got Hooper just showing up with two bottles mm. of wine, one in each hand, and he's ready to fucking party for some reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just like comes on in, I guess because he doesn't have anywhere to stay on the island and Brody invited him. So he's just like, I don't know, <laughs> I'm coming here. Um, yeah. And just helps himself to Brody's uneaten dinner. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking Jesus. Um, but yeah, uh, he regales the, the family with a story about how he evaded a shark, like a small, like a reasonably sized shark, like a four foot long shark. Um, yeah. In his youth, which is what inspired him to join the Institute. Um, and then, yeah, they're having a talk about the shark that they that the people caught. Um, and they say, he says they caught a shark, but they didn't catch the shark. Yeah. Um, Brody pours himself an enormous wine. <laughs> which like a yeah, pint of wine. Yeah, which is very strong. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Uh, I guess because he's just like finished having a beer and has the glass to hand, but it cracked me up. Um, but yeah, uh, they have a bit of bit of small talk about uh, the different like backgrounds and stuff like that. Not very interesting. Um, and nah. then yeah, like Brody reveals that he's like like still like kind of scared of water and like going out on boats doesn't like that. Um, which is a weird trait again for a police officer here on an island. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, they talk about sharks more and, and then, yeah, they go down to open up the shark and see what it was eating, uh, to determine for sure. 
because it's being like held in this like weird factory down at the docks or whatever. Um, yeah. The showdown for Turner and Hooch is going to take place here 30 years in the future. <laughs> um, yeah, once the guy sails back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, they go down there, cut open a, its little tract, its digestive tract, and a bunch of fish come out like cut up these fish look like fresh from the market which is hilarious um, yeah <laughs> and like a, a license plate of a car which is also eaten which i love that this is the determining factor of like where this shark has been like trace the rego <laughs> <laughs> attached it's so funny um but yeah the shark is still out there the the killer shark and so they they have to close the beaches um and yeah uh these guys go out in the middle of the night i fully forgot that this happened in the movie until i uh watched yeah. it again this watch that they go out and try and spot the shark in the night aboard um hooper's boat that he came in on it's got mm. this like insanely fancy boat um filled with equipment and things like that uh and yeah they try and find the shark as we get into breathe second playthrough and we're just yeah. gliding around on the ocean in this fancy boat to breathe and i'm like hell yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> we're balanced on the biggest wave <laughs> but we're racing towards an early grave gareth that's Ooh, the yeah. that's the not good thing um and yeah they spot something on their radar uh like a big thing is like maybe it's a school of fish but no <laughs> it's obviously the big old shark yeah uh, and so yeah and once he's made his presence known we switch back into on the run which is swiftly becoming yeah um old bruce's tune absolutely instead of the like classic jaws soundtrack we do yeah. like that would be kicking in here as well we get yeah. tense instrumental music playing in all caps appearing <laughs> in my subtitles i'm like hell yeah, yeah. here we go uh, it knows on the runs playing um <laughs> And yeah, they find uh, one of the fishing boats of the of the like opportunistic fishing fishermen that went out to try and catch the shark. One of them didn't mm. come back and is like uh, it's sort of just been abandoned out here, sort of half sinking. And so Hooper goes down to check the hull of the boat um, with a torch and in a wetsuit, and uh, he jumps into the water. And there's a big old hole in the side of the hull. Yes. and he pulls a big old shark's tooth out of the edge like out of the the wood or whatever and it's like ah yes this will be evidence uh and we get the crash sound of on the run playing over the reveal of a dead man floating yeah. around on the inside of this hull of the boat it's a jump scare oh a jump scare that gets you because, yeah, like you said, everyone forgets this whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> so I was you forget like, that you're going to be terrified by a dead man's head. It was scary. Um, and, yeah, yeah. In, in Hooper's panic, he, like, freaks and drops the tooth down um, to the bottom of the ocean. And I think his torch mm. as well. And just, like, drops everything and just swims to the surface. Um, and, yeah. So they go to the mirror the next morning. Um, I think it is the 4th of July today. Like uh this morning and he's like um, yeah i believe so yeah they they tell the mayor that indeed there's like a huge great white shark out there based on the tooth that they found um and he's basically not having any of it um uh he's saying that like closing that they're uh if closing the beaches on fourth of july would be like irresponsible <laughs> for them <laughs> Uh, and yeah, he doesn't, they didn't bring the tooth to prove that they found this like big old shark. So he's like, I'm just gonna, I've got to 
I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to keep the beaches open. It'll be fine. It'll be yeah. a beautiful day. Um, and he just gets nasty as well. He, yeah. like, tells Hooper he's only doing it to get in the National Geographic. Yeah. He, like, keeps insulting Brody for not being from from here. He, like, again, like, a child Donald Trump was probably watching this and going, <laughs> like, add that to my list of future heroes. Yeah. Oh, this guy, that yeah. That and Morton Joe and the villain from um, <laughs> Super Mario Bros. <laughs> yeah, rolled into one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the triforce god. of assholes there. Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. So he's just like, p- like pissing them off. Everyone's angry at everyone because the mayor doesn't. They're not seeing eye to eye in any way. Um, yeah. At this point, and um, this big Amity Island sign has been defaced with a shark swimming on it, mm. <laughs> chasing the lady around, which is hilarious. Um, and yeah. Uh, the mayor wants the kids hung up by their Buster Browns for that. Yeah. How would Which you? I just love that line. How would you do go about doing that, Mister Mayor? <laughs> yeah, you got to find someone called Buster Brown. Yeah, and tie them to this kid, and then hang Buster Brown up. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a lot of work, Mayor. Who's yeah. going to be doing that? Um, yeah, he's a bloody psycho. I just, I don't know, like how you could rationalize this at this point. Like, yeah, several people have died. Like. I don't know. It, mm. it, he sucks. He's blinded by money. Um, yeah. In the novel, he's um, tied to the mob and that's wow. like the whole thing. But I like it that it's this is so much simpler. Yeah. That like, it's just, it's just it's, money. It's just. Yeah. It's his, it's his reputation and everything yeah. on the line. It's it's a, yeah, it's a much cleaner um, character. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The big cruise ships and boats are all arriving from all over, presumably New York. Um, they're packed to the gills with Fourth of the Fourth of July uh, party goers, and yeah, they are all gathering on the beaches, and they've got boats like really far out that are pouring blood and chum into the water to try and attract the shark to them so that they can like get yeah. it with rifles and stuff like that. And there are helicopters flying overhead, and everyone's here at the beach, but no one is swimming in the water. Hmm. Because they've all heard the rumors. And so the mayor goes over to like one of his influential friends or whatever. He's yeah. like, please go swimming, <laughs> go swimming in the water, start the trend. Um, so, yeah, like he convinces this guy to go out swimming and eventually everyone like trickles into the water and starts swimming around. Uh, we get great gigs starting up as uh, yes, uh, Brody convinces his sons to take the boat to uh, the pond rather than the water this is a common thing at a beach where there's just like a runoff kind of pond area Mm. uh for water capture so that like the beach itself doesn't flood um it's like a big like open estuary kind of area um ah are they man-made yeah i think so whoa uh well like and i feel like they can be um uh they can be man-made or they can be um naturally forming but most of the time yeah yeah like and for like commercial beaches and things like that this is very common um to have an area like this um see in primary school we did estuaries as our topic back when you just get assigned topic for mm-hmm. like four weeks yeah and i like a little shit put my hand up because i'd just been on a hike with my parents through the able tasman which is full of estuaries sure. a little shit i put my hand up to the teacher who you know been assigned to teach these kids about estuaries and i said 
Oh, miss, I don't need to learn about estuaries. I've just been on holiday to them. <laughs> and as we've proven now, I learned nothing about estuaries because I didn't know that. And also, she immediately challenged me. It's like, oh, good. Do you, what do you know about estuaries? And I had nothing to say. Oh, no. Like, as if I'm going to get her to change the whole... Like, okay, Gareth knows about estuaries, so we won't learn that. Let's learn about volcanoes instead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a I don't know. It's like a little like runoff thing for for the for the ocean so that like the beach stays the same and yeah, it's like a connection for like a river to the beach as well. Yeah. I'm seeing here on my on my Wikipedia quick googling to make sure I was right in what, what? I said there. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm willing to stand by what I said, but yeah. I just wanted to fact check myself for the podcast. It's always dangerous. We do not want to anger the estuary community. Oh, God. Mainly made of my year five teacher. The crabs are going to rise up and take me down. (laughs) They're going to be scuttling over my hands before dawn. Um, Yeah, then helicoptering away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, he convinces his sons to go to the pond rather than to the open water. And... um, we get uh, the not frightened of dying ad lib in the middle of um, Great Gig as we see yes. everyone or like we get a big crowd shot of everyone swimming out in the water. Amazing. Um, and the mayor- uh, and it's beautiful because this is all happening. And we last last time the song played, a kid died in the yeah. water. It's just like. It's such it's- a good alignment. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, so the mayor gives, like, a news report promoting the island, basically. He's like, everything's yeah. safe. It's fine. Uh, and then we see a fin swimming towards some people and all the whistles are blown. Uh, everyone tr- panics and runs out of the water. There are, like, old people getting trampled um, yeah. as, the, as everyone makes a mad dash. It's messed up. Um, very scary. Uh, mm. that like everyone just like is taking their lives into their own hands, I guess, to get out of here. Uh, the, there's, uh, the mum is calling out for, um, like the mum of, uh, the, the wife of Brody. Sorry. I can't remember her name. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, but Ellen, right? she's calling out. Yeah. Calling out for their sons to come back. Uh, but of course it was a couple of bloody prankster kids, out here yeah. that have <laughs> swung around in wetsuits and got like a big fin on top of their heads to like scare people as like a, a good old prank i love the mm-hmm. shot of them like surfacing and then there's just like a, they're right next to one of these boats and this guy's got like a rifle leveled at a <laughs> child <laughs> like it's it's nuts um but yeah it's 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 fantastic um mm-hmm. yeah so uh the but then someone calls out that there's a shark going up the pond uh which is potentially like another like boy who cried wolf situation right like it's a false yeah. potentially a false alarm and brody like rushes over to check because his kids are out there <laughs> we see his kids uh we see well like his his older boy his other son is like sitting on the beach uh, pl- making sandcastles mm. and stuff uh, is out there on like a little um like tiny little sailboat and this other guy <laughs> uh like comes up in like a rowboat and is like now you boys better get get that sail put down and go back <laughs> go back to shore <laughs> he's just out here lecturing in a rowboat which is yeah, rowing so, around. so funny just telling people how to have fun um yeah oh so good rose it on land and it's like hey you gotta throw a boomerang the 
on its <laughs> side, not like not the way you're throwing it. Yeah, let me show you how to throw that there, boy. Um, but anyway, yeah, this guy. It's more fun to play video games if you don't mash the buttons. Rolls <laughs> away from the arcade. <laughs> This guy gets what is coming to him because he gets knocked out of his boat by a big old shark um, and eaten. He gets torn apart. There's a huge amount of blood in the water um, as his boat is like completely upended. And yeah, it it kills this guy, traumatizing uh, Brody's son who just sort of freezes in shock. He does. He like starts like falling into the water because he's like unable to, um, like even move his limbs to stay afloat. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he pull. Brody goes in and grabs his son out of the water and pulls him to shore. He's like covered in sand and water and stuff, just like unmoving. He's fully in shock. Uh, and yeah, like he gets taken to hospital, and we see that his son is fine. Like, mm. woken up is talking and is, is recovering just, like, had a bad time seeing a man torn apart. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, so Brody uh, hands off uh, his other son to his wife to go home and look after. Uh, and then the mayor is also here, like, hastily lighting a cigarette with shaking hands. And yeah, and he's hospital. Just, yeah, classic. Um, he's just guilty as sin, this guy. Um, yeah. And yeah, Brody just like moves in much like uh, the shark from Jaws for the kill and just goes over to this guy and yeah, like reprimands him. He's like this. He's like fully lost it at this point. Um, the mayor. Yeah. He's like, he still doesn't want to close the beaches. It's it's like, come on, dude. Like everyone saw this happen. Like mm. the 4th of July is over is what Brody says. Um, he convinces the mayor to sign a check so he can hire uh, Quint to catch the shark uh, for the the ten grand, and so they get that done. And the mayor is out of this film from here on because he's like yeah. a failure. Um, he's replaced in the like, um, in the like F- Freudian trio. He's replaced mm. by Quint from this point. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. yeah so we go to Quint's place and we see all the like shark memorabilia all the sharks <laughs> yeah. that he's killed all over the wall um, we take a sip of his homemade shine <laughs> that he's made <laughs> and it's awful because of course it is Quint made it mm-hmm. like he's out here brewing like shark shine <laughs> yeah oh the worst um, it's made from shark spit yeah <laughs> <laughs> it probably is um yeah. and yeah quint and uh hooper clash here uh because uh brody's in charge of the voyage and he wants uh hooper to come along because he's a shark expert but quint's like i don't want to take no lily livered land walker <laughs> with me or whatever <laughs> i don't know what he says uh, <laughs> but yeah he basically doesn't think hooper's cut out for it he, he's not a real sailor like quint is um mm. So they clash immediately. Um, but yeah, finally convinces him to take him along. Quint says that he'll take him along as ballast for the boat, which is just such a sick burn. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, and yeah, uh, they're, they're from like different schools, you could say, to continue yeah. the fish term. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, he brings- Was that good stuff for yourself? Yeah, I'm um, congratulating myself. Hey. Pat on the back. Yeah. Great podcast joke. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, so Hooper brings a bunch of like science-y equipment with him, all kinds of uh, like scuba diving gear. He brings like a cage for shark shark diving, I guess. Mm. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, like Quint thinks this is all really stupid and that like a shark will just like get around all this equipment and he starts singing his song that he sings for farewell and adieu to my fair Spanish ladies, yeah. um, which is a recurring song for him. <laughs> uh, and he sings a lot. I, I, I like this again for his character that he just sings these wee songs. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very nice. Um, and yeah, uh, it's weird for this sequence. We have us and them as well, which is the like antagonistic relationship between these two boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Brody's wife comes and gives him a big farewell, gives him a big hug, but like, is clearly like really worried about this whole thing. Like doesn't want Brody going out there because he's bad on the mm. water and all this stuff. And yeah, is like very upset traumatized with what's going to happen to Brody out here and yeah is very worried for him but says goodbye um and yeah they all set off aboard the orca which is um Quint's ship it's a shitty old (laughs) sailing ship it's so funny because like Quint like gets to use his own ship because he's the guy who catches sharks but they have Hooper's ship which is this like state-of-the-art fishing vessel (laughs) which is so funny but yeah that's another one of the movies like maybe accidental like like morals of where man masculine ego was gonna take you because yeah yeah, they didn't shut the beaches down because a man just kept saying so yeah and now they don't take a good boat because obviously no one could argue with quint about the boat it's quint's voyage he gets to what he says goes out here he's the man who catches the shark okay oh yeah. yeah it's it's just yeah it's right <laughs> um yeah so they uh lay out like a the rest of the movie takes place on this boat by the way it's that's mm. great we've got like half the movie left at this point which is kind of <laughs> yeah. terrifying um but yeah they lay out a like chum line to attract uh the shark um behind the boat like for miles like five mm. miles or something and Quint like throws back a whole beer <laughs> and, yeah. and in response Hooper crumples a paper cup <laughs> which is <laughs> it just sums up sums them both up really well yeah uh, we get here we get uh, Chekhov's compressed air tank um, yes rolls onto deck and it's like whoa, whoa 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 be careful with that it's got compressed air in it very very dangerous uh, make sure that that is locked away um, <laughs> yeah, and that's also they show they show these compressed air tanks several times to make oh, yeah. to make sure that you're fully aware that they're around. Um, it's kind of it's kind of yeah. wild, uh, like knowing that that is going to be like the climactic fl- finale for the film. Seeing how often they show it just to make sure that you know that they're there, they were really not confident. No, I guess it's like it's a stretch to understand they explode when shot maybe i guess so but yeah i did it's it's definitely a second etc watch where you're like oh the tanks are back yeah. oh, there's, there's the tank again there it is um, but 
the ultimate way they tease it is this is the second time Pink Floyd say about a short, sharp shock. Oh. And what did we see last time? A small explosion. Yeah, we saw the dynamite going off underwater. Yeah. Oh, that's the like, yeah, that's the foreshadowing there. Floyd know what's up. They're trying to Oh yeah. Trying to give you the the hints. They're mm. trying to layer in the the clues for the movie watchers. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh so the Quint's like waiting with like a fishing rod, um, which is kind of strange that you'd try and catch a shark with a fishing rod, but whatever. Yeah. Um and he sees uh the chief is like practicing some like sailors knots to pass the time which i really like that he's just like mm. out here doing boat stuff um <laughs> and yeah uh quint sees that the line on his rod is like pulling taut and he like very subtly and slowly like straps himself in to this yeah. chair to like try and fight the shark and and pull it up um yeah so they they managed to hook it and yeah, the, sh- the line starts like racing away, like much like the rope um, that was tied to the, the docks earlier. Um, and yeah, he starts hauling something in uh, as uh, we go into any color you like. Um, it's, it's like the line is going so fast that like uh, he gets Brody to pour water over his reel to like mm. cool it off, which is pretty wild. Um <laughs> Yeah, and they'd, like, prep to, like, haul this thing in. And Hooper's, like, convinced it's not the shark. Because, again, yeah. it's like a bravado move. It's like, that's not it. Uh, can't be that, <laughs> you fool. Um, uh, but then, the, like, the, sh- the line goes, like, completely slack out- or out of nowhere. And it's because the shark has gone underneath the boat. Uh, yeah. Which is like, oh, it's a clever shark, that one. I don't know why I'm doing like a weirder <laughs> pirate voice for Quinn. It's not even close. It's a very bad impression. No. <laughs> uh, he just speaks so oh. strangely. Uh, yeah. But anyway. Uh, He's such a beautiful character. Like Robert Shaw, man. Yeah. Is, yeah. Crushing it. Bringing the same energy from the sting right back here. Yeah. Yeah. To sting us some more yeah he's stinging all day um yeah yeah so uh they try and pull this thing up but whatever it was bit clean through the the like wire of the line which was like really Mm. thick wire that that this thing got through so whatever it was wasn't a swordfish um that's kind of the scene ends and it ends with any color ending yeah and we yeah yeah we're going to getting into some brain damage we're going to brain damage yeah and we're just like looking around different parts of the boat sort of like establishing the different areas um mm. and we look at like looking at it from like above i think uh quince all the way up in the crow's nest looking down um things like that um yeah uh the chief starts laying his chum line again and hooper's just playing like solitaire on the deck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is really funny um and uh we see uh he's laying the chum line and we get this uh, another famous shot from jaws oh yeah yeah where it's just like an over-the-shoulder shot of brody pouring this like the the chum into the water uh looking up because they're like waiting around not really paying attention and the shark appears like in frame behind him this is the first time Mm. you like see it in like proper glory i think you see it a little bit when it like destroys that man in the rowboat but like here you see like it 
like pretty pretty much full face on and yeah Brody like stands up like whips his head back around is just sort of staring at this thing moving in the water yeah it's really good it's like it's a great thing appearing in the frame moment it Mm. reminds me a lot of like Edgar Wright kind of stuff oh yeah. yeah yeah for sure um but yeah it's it's very good um he like it's the shark equivalent of um old Rafe Spall um re-entering the shot in um Hot Fuzz it so is yes when they like try to give him dramatic looks (laughs) which is like some of the best physical comedy ever done in film oh yeah it's great yeah (laughs) it's this is equally as funny also because it's like it's played as like it's it's supposed to be scary I think but just the like Brody's reaction is just like whoa Mm. Uh, like, and oh. he like walks backwards after that, like walks backwards into Quint's room, which is again a serious, reasonable thing to do. But yeah, it's just kind of funny. He like slowly yeah. backs into there, and then yeah, delivers the, like a, the famous line from the film: "We're gonna need a bigger boat." Um, and seconds before Pink Floyd sing their famous line, "I'll yes. see you on the dark side of the moon." <laughs> Yeah, like, I was so close to a good catchphrase sync. They're, like, right next to each other, though, which is kind of mm. wild. Like, they, there's, like, a second beat between the two. Like, yeah. So, they're, 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 like, giving way to each other, almost, so that you get to hear yeah. both, which is pretty great. Um, <laughs> they're being polite and waiting for each other to finish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Unlike me. It's like, um, you'll get to enjoy both of these, you know? <laughs> yeah. I also love the way this line is treated, like... Brody, the character, knows it's an iconic line. Like, he knows he's cool for saying it. Because then later he's like, yeah, but we're going to need a bigger boat, right? right? And then when the scene ends, he's like, are you going to radio to get a bigger boat? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Somebody yeah. bring me a bigger boat. This boat is too damn small. <laughs> it's like if Clint Eastwood was like, "Are you gonna? is he going to make my day? Yeah. Like, my day, it hasn't been made yet. Not yet. I'm waiting. I'm sitting <laughs> around here. Don't see anyone else waiting around to make my day. Uh, yeah uh yeah it's <laughs> it's pretty great it's it's it mm. is a good line and but uh, yeah he repeats it several times uh it's sort of like a hat on a hat kind of thing um yeah well it was improvised oh really um the crew the crew and spielberg didn't really get along yeah um and a lot of them were saying like are oh, you gonna need a bigger boat like the whole time apparently mm. and so when he did it he was kind of like i don't even know if he thought it was gonna make the scene i think he was just like oh this will this will raz steve <laughs> you get razzed yeah Mate, get- do you know the story about um steven spielberg's suede pants no but i like that <laughs> that's a title for a story alone <laughs> yeah that's what i'm submitting Wait, to the hold on can i guess the story was he like at filming out on the ocean wearing suede like yeah so he like the crew hated him mainly for another pair of pants he was wearing these bell bottoms full of zippers and they all made fun of his zipper pants fair enough um and then so he heard a rumor that they were going to throw him into the ocean on the very last shot nice so he showed up in like suede pants being like they're not gonna throw me in i've got my suede on wow and then like kept hearing this rumor and apparently he set up the last shot of the film um, got it all set and then got his DP to shoot it. And while they were shooting it, Spielberg runs to a taxi and goes to his hotel room and just hides out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How embarrassing. 
Yeah. Surely you just let that happen. That's such a, like, it would be so much of a better story. God, mm. imagine being so much of a curmudgeon that you wouldn't let that happen. Like, you find yeah. out that this is going to be, like, a big, funny, like, celebratory thing for the end of the movie filming. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Have a bit of fun. It's, yeah, it's wild he was a curmudgeon as well because he was, like, 27 and everyone in this film's in their, like, 40s. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just out curmudgeon them. Oh, well. Yeah. The um, author who wrote this, like, a lot of people making this film all thought it was going to be a failure. They all thought it was just not going to work. I think they were calling it flaws on set. Wow. Which, good pun. Um, and, like, the the author, like, was like, oh, Spielberg can't write dialogue. Spielberg doesn't know how humans interact. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, which is so funny considering where they are now. <laughs> like, insanity, yeah. Yeah. And considering, do you know about the, like, sex scene in the Jaws novel? <laughs> what? No. So... Okay, oh, when we is... see in the movie Hooper and Alan Brody interact, it's this beautiful, awkward, like, yeah. sad, tw- tinged moment of, like, how do we be people in the face of tragedy? Mm. The book has those two have sex, and it's described with, like, Hooper's bulging eyes. Like, it's essentially describing him as a shark. What the fuck? It's, yeah, it's... That's this and The Godfather again. Two movies with great logos where the books are supposed to be just awful, <laughs> like, compared to the masterpiece movies. Okay. Yeah. That's bizarre. I don't know how to yeah. move on from that, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going um, to. So, yeah. Th- speaking of bad writing, they deliver some great a great line that may yeah. or may not have been written. And, yeah, they shoot the shark with their, like, these... They're literally shooting fish with a barrel. Yeah shooting the, f- the shark with these floaty barrels to hopefully draw him to the surface, but he's just, he's too swole and just keeps bringing the barrels Brings underwater. Brings them straight underwater, yeah. They, like, yeah. harpoon, like, a barrel to him, a flotation device. I presume this is how that you would actually catch a shark as well. Like, I think so, yeah. tire it out with these barrels so that they have to keep resurfacing. Um, it's pretty messed up, but it's, like, the way you'd probably do it, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're like, they're chasing after the barrel in the water and yeah, it just gets pulled underneath right as we finish out the second playthrough of the album, like over the heartbeats. It's Mm. just like, they've lost the trail and it's just, yeah, it becomes a waiting game. Um, and so, yeah, the sun sets and the boys head down and swap some stories and a drink together. As you do when you're on a boat. Um, yeah. I feel like they've probably earned it today. Like, yeah. <laughs> hanging out here, trying to catch this big old shark murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all showing off their scars that they got from various activities. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is, like, really funny. Uh, just seeing yeah. Richard Dreyfus show off scars is just, like, very funny <laughs> to me for some reason. Yeah. It's real macho hours over, over oh, yeah. this playthrough of Breathe. And I feel like this is the worst <laughs> playthrough for it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, like, this- There's actually- I want to talk really quickly about sure. a quite controversial scene amongst me and Major's heads. Okay. Although, like, I'm actually- <laughs> I'm in a movie Facebook group, and I don't know why, oh. but, like, the Jaws debates keep coming up, like, all the time, and I really enjoy them. <laughs> So, they're all showing off their scars, and yeah. they're talking about their scars, and we see 
um, Brody doesn't contribute anything, but yeah. he does lift up his shirt and shows off a scar on his torso yeah. and lowers his shirt. Like, I'm not going to talk about that. Like, quite a gnarly now, scar. It's so gnarly. And, like, it's so obvious, like, there's all these clues throughout the film that he has a dark past mm-hmm. and he has a scar that he isn't comfortable talking about. Yeah. And it's, like, the moral of the scene because, obviously, the one scar Quint's not comfortable talking about is what we're going to dive into he's like super comfortable talking about it but anyway (laughs) uh he uh, he is comfortable talking about it he doesn't want to bring it up though he's like oh that's just a tattoo yeah but yeah brody looks at the scar he must something must have happened in new york it's all put together it's storytelling but everybody in my jaws forums on the jawrums yeah um on shark talk (laughs) (laughs) everyone's moving their jaws about how this is an appendix scar Oh, yeah! I don't. The fans that. all say Spielberg meant this to be an appendix scar. No, no, that's right? Silly. It no, it's got silly. Be, it's got to be something like where there's been yeah. so many clues. I'm with you on that one, man. Like, thank you. There's no way. Ugh. it's so much. It's so. It adds so much more color to the story if it's just this mm. thing that hangs over the movie that is never talked about. You know, like right? Yeah, I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. Get out of here, you like Jaws if- heads. What are you about? Exactly. Get back to the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to the ocean with you. Yeah. Um, Be gone with ye. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Quint. Uh, yeah, it's brought up that he's like, as part of the scar comparing, uh, scar measuring contest, that uh, he's got this tattoo that was removed and it was from the USS Indianapolis uh, mm. which is a real thing that happened. Um, the sinking of the ship that got uh, torpedoed. Mm. Um, and not our kind of sinking. No. Like lowered into the ocean kind no. of sinking. No, the, the, the bad kind, not the good mm. kind. Um, yeah, where this this massive ship was sunk and um, a, like a, a lot of people died. I think like 700 or so people were killed. Like over 60 percent of the crew um, yeah 1100 men went into the water and only 316 men came out yeah there you go um yeah. do the do the maths put it on the graphs um yeah but yeah as he tells this like really horrific story about like the people like all his crewmates dying slowly out here from like mm. dehydration and also just being eaten by sharks which was again real like this yeah. is part of the story like all these people were like desperately trying to stay alive out here and yeah this is where we get the lifeless eyes of the sharks the black mm. eyes like a doll's eyes um, what kind of dolls is he playing with I don't black know. eyes i like i think it, i think that works like that like uh like the black painted eyes on dolls that you know like oh uh, yeah you would have yeah. The, I guess you know. yeah 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 i think i think it works um mm. but yeah for we're getting this as as on the run as playing again the story and it's yeah. super tense and yeah when he says that 1000 1100 went into the water and 316 came out that's when we get the crash sound for on the run yes like as like oh <laughs> brutal um yeah and yeah if the boys don't know how to react to the story because it's insanely dark <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, they just sort of, uh, they get distracted by a bit of whale song that they're hearing mm. out there. 
And then all the boys also start singing. They like Quint starts singing his classic song and then um, Hooper switches, switches it up, changes the track. It's like, pass me the orcs. Um, I'm going to start singing um, Show Me the Way to Go Home. Um, yes. Another classic track. Um, and yeah, uh, we see the barrel surface. We cut to like an ex- exterior of the boat and yeah, the barrel surfaces mm. and then the boat gets like rocked and rammed by the shark. And it's like puncturing holes in the hull like it did that fishing vessel that we saw before. Basically, the shark is pissed that it's been harpooned and has come in yeah. for revenge. Um, and yeah. This is like when people talk about how silly, you know how Jaws 4 is Jaws 4 the revenge? Yeah. Um, when like, you know, it's so silly that the shark is coming, the shark's like wife or something is coming <laughs> for revenge on Brody's like cousin or something. Okay. But, like, the shark is outright seeking revenge from this point on. Right the shark now, is, yeah. Yeah. It is angry. So, mm. It's showing real human emotions for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it starts attacking the ship, basically, and uh, it knocks the power out on board the ship, I think, by flooding, like, the electrics of the, of the ship. And so, they're yeah. just, like, desperately trying to, like, spot where the shark is in the middle of the night. Um, and they sort of, uh, they, the shark like disappears again under the water. We see the barrel disappear. And so it was like a a brief attack. Um, Mm. and then, yeah, the boys are like working through the night to get the engine fixed. We see that like Hooper and Quint below decks, like handing up tools and stuff, um, desperately trying to fix it like being classic like dad saying like oh the the stuffer expander is broken we need more (laughs) rivets i don't know (laughs) none of that's true uh and um yeah uh the shark um comes back again we see the barrel resurface again and so they try and like chase after it in the boat but of course it's still like pretty fucked up so they're running out of power very rapidly we see like smoke Mm. ballooning out of the boat the shark pops up again and like scares everyone uh like they're just like oh god what are we gonna do brody wants to go and make a call to the coast guard um to try and get them involved but quint like is obsessive at this point and he breaks the radio with a baseball bat that he yeah. for some reason has on board this boat. You get a lot of baseball in on your boat, Quint. <laughs> in case someone really knocks it out of the park and Quint's out there in the sea and just sees it come and knocks it back. Oh, mate. He's a true American. <laughs> he sure is, Karen. <laughs> Incredible. Uh yeah i don't it's it's very weird that he destroys that radio like yeah i've never quite understood it like uh, and it is because he's obsessed yeah but it just kind of seems he can't have like, anyone else help him he always hunts sharks mm. alone i think is his deal so yeah getting the coast guard involved would like mean that he doesn't get any of this glory he's too invested at this point um yeah he does have like a vendetta against sharks I yeah guess. yeah it's weird um yeah it just needed something like maybe i don't know something needed to be set up a little bit more to make this more sympathetic yeah i don't know it's it's, like it just feels like oh my god now there's two enemies on this boat and then you're kind of like oh no quint's cool again yeah 
it's he's just yeah he's vaguely antagonistic throughout so like mm. i don't think he's ever like downright like evil or like i don't know he's just like no, an obsessive sure. weird guy that you've turned to in your time of need right like that's the vibe i get from quinn yeah yeah it's uh, like if you were stuck making small talk with the plumber yeah on a boat for three days <laughs> <laughs> so right oh my god what a terrible scenario um yeah uh no offense to plumbers out there i'm sure you're, no, you're a great awesome. conversationalist it's just that we aren't um <laughs> yeah we're the problem yeah it's like if you're stuck talking to us oh, and you're a plumber or <laughs> that's what i meant um <laughs> uh, so yeah they shoot uh the shark with another barrel uh so now it really really can't go down um it still yeah. manages to pull it underwater but it's like again we'll be tuckered out faster at this point um mm. Uh, yeah, so they try and give chase, uh, but yeah, there's smoke like billowing out of the of the boat still here. They're like really worried at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, they like Brody like unloads his pistol into the side of the shark <laughs> yeah. as well, which is such a great move. Uh, but yeah, the shark does not care having like six shots into it either, because um, mm. it's this monster of a shark. Um, yeah, so they go over to like the barrels, like go up and it, down and out of the up and down out of the water several times here, mm. where they're like in different locations where they try and chase it down. Um, they tie, they like the barrels, like come to the surface and they tie some ropes from the barrels to the cleats on the back of the boat here to try and like pull the shark back to land. Uh, like tucker him out like fighting the boat and then pull him into the shallows uh, is the plan but like the shark is too strong and starts pulling the boat backwards under its own strength which is terrifying (laughs) um and yeah they desperately try and like untie the untie it from these cleats that they've tied it onto uh, before it like tips the boat and, like capsizes it because it's too strong um, amazing yeah. uh, as part of doing this water pours down into the engine room uh, completely flooding it as the engine is still going and um, yeah we move into money here uh, mm. and they get another they barrel kinda, attached they to the shark the ropes off um, they chop the ropes off just for yeah. the like end of great gig and like the end of side one and then the barrels just pop right back up for that first ka-ching yeah real good so yeah there's yeah. like three barrels attached to the shark at this point still and it's still mm. able to pull them under incredible it can pull a whole boat by itself and it can yeah. like pull three like large barrels of air down under the water <laughs> under Gosh. its own strength it's really massive um and yeah so they try and like the shark is now like chasing after the boat to attack it Mm -hmm. uh, because again revenge um and so quince like i'll lead him into the shallows and then we'll get him there um try and like catch him there but he like maxes out the boat's engine we get like a shot of the like of the of the like readout on the dash and it's just maxed out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's really funny and then yeah like the engine like explodes mm. um 
and yeah takes out like the back half of the boat uh it's really bad um yeah they're not fun they're now like dead in the water pretty much like not not close enough to the shallows to do anything and then there's this big (laughs) there's a a shark that wants them dead (laughs) swimming around that can't go like can't just leave because it's got three barrels attached to it (laughs) um so yeah Uh. they're in big trouble yeah, um, they're so far from the shallows. A young Bradley Cooper's probably writing down in his notebook while watching it. Yeah, there you go. He's helping us with our <laughs> <Sorry>. notes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> little Bradley. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Quint's like, now that his boat is fucked, he's like, okay, um, I'm open to suggestions now. <laughs> yeah. At this point, uh, I've done it my way. Broke my own boat in multiple ways. It's not working. Um, what are we? What are we doing, boys? <laughs> And Hooper's like, okay, so the new plan, he's got some some strychnine and like a harpoon gun thing, like a a spear that he's going to like try and spear the shark with it and inject it with the strychnine to like give it a lethal injection basically. But to do that, he has to get close enough. And that means he has to go down in the shark cage attached to like a sinking boat. Mm. Uh, but that's the best shot that they have it's risky as hell um and hooper to his credit is like i'm just gonna do this he's like not gonna think too hard about it he's just like don't like talk me out of it we're doing it and it's like okay let's go and so they we uh go into us and them and he's going down in the cage ready to go it's so dramatic um, yeah we just see him from like above we get sh- like exchanging shots of like um of quint and uh brody looking down at hooper who's just like got his wetsuit and everything on and it's just like ready to go down there it's really terrifying um yeah he doesn't have uh, any spit oh. yeah so they go down he goes down in the shark cage um and we get like I guess like the head of the shark is coming in and bashing the cage, like ramming it several times yeah. down here. This is probably where it's like this and the end of the movie are where it's like least impressive because it's probably on the show the most, but like yeah, for sure, there is a big shark model that they have here. And because it's like obfuscated by the water from beneath, that looks really good. Like when mm. you see the like full shark, like writhing around attacking this cage, it looks awesome. <laughs> it looks really yeah. scary. Um, and yeah, it's like torn apart. The cage is like torn apart, like pretty quickly, like almost instantly. Yeah. Cooper, like echoing earlier when he drops the um, the torch and the tooth, like immediately drops his like spear gun thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then like floats down. So that plan is over. Um, and he has, he like escapes the cage and swims down out of sight of the shark and tries to stay very still <laughs> down near yeah. some rocks underwater. He can stay down here quite a while because he's got like a breathing apparatus on. Um, yeah. Did you know he wasn't supposed to survive this in the script? Really? He was supposed to, yeah, supposed to be it, killed? Yeah, and it was just because they got such good footage that of him escaping that they decided to use it. Oh, nice. But I, I like to think just every other shot where he died, he's just like flipping off the camera or his butt's <laughs> hanging out or something like that. He's like, oh, I guess I have to live. Oh, I guess I oh, can't no. use any of this. Stop yeah. flashing us, Dreyfus. We need to get Dreyfus. the shot. 
<laughs> he's just like coming up with more elaborate ways to ruin the takes underwater. Yeah. And they can't like tell him not to because he's underwater. <laughs> yeah. He he's not hearing any of our directions. Steve's up there in his suede pants, desperately trying to get the shot. Oh. Steve's in the middle of Arizona trying to keep his pants dry away from water. <laughs> He's the opposite of James Cameron. Hates water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so does um, Richard Dreyfus, Because, you know, before he made this, um, before this, when he made this film, he was called Richard Wetfuss. Oh, he changed. <laughs> this is the Would have been funny if I didn't stumble the whole way there. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I liked it. Um, but yeah, so the, the cage is like pulled free from the mast that it was attached to and like ripped Mm. into the water. And so the boys are like, ah, shit, it's killed Hooper. Um, and they like pull up the cage like manually and it's all mangled and torn apart and they're like, shit. Um, so Quint like, uh, looks out to see. Uh, he's like trying to f- spot the shark when it jumps onto the back of the boat because mm. <laughs> now it has like perches to try and get these lads um, and that it, it tries to like swim up the side of the boat to grab them, which is something that a shark can apparently do, by the way. Terrifying. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Aww. they can like swim up onto land briefly to like get people. It's scary God. as fuck. <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh so yeah he is like instantly like he slides down the slope of the boat into the mouth of the shark and is devoured he's like stabbing it with a knife in the side of the head as he's dying it's messed up very gory it's so scrappy and gory and like unceremonial he doesn't get like a chance to get one liner or anything he's just screaming and stabbing and it's visceral it's he gets munched, yeah, honestly. He really it's does. The only usage of that word. Yeah. Uh, so Brody is now all alone. We're um, still in us and them. Pink Floyd is yeah. saying that he's down and out. Um, and yeah, he grabs and shoves a compressed air tank into the open mouth of the of the shark. Has mm. like a little Jimmy Neutron brain blast in this moment. <laughs> and um, yeah, like. He, like, climbs out through the front window of the ship and then up into the, like, crow's nest. As the ship is, like, capsizing to the port side, he's, like, climbing up the the mast of the ship into the crow's nest, which is such a sick image. Like, oh, it's it's just very cool, like, him climbing this thing as it goes down to give him enough time to try and blow this tank up. It's Mm. so, like, heightened drama. It's wonderful. Um beautiful yeah and he just starts popping shots off with the with quince rifle into the into the uh water to try and hit the shark and yeah it like he fires off several shots and then he gets it and it explodes yeah um yeah he says smile you son of a bitch and and shoots it uh mm. it's just now this- i would have loved it if this happened while pink floyd sang about a short sharp shock no sadly but- not in- the any color you like is really beautiful for this. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just an explosion of blood into the water. Mm. And Brody just sort of like laughs in exultation here. He's celebrating. Um, How bonkers is it? This like iconic, like game changing classic movie, like on everyone's top 100, like 
slow, sad kind of flick hmm. ends with a shark being exploded. <laughs> pretty wild. Um, it's pretty climactic, sh- though. Like, yeah, for sure. It's good. I showed this movie to a friend who'd never seen it, and the next day she texted me like, I still can't believe they blew up a shark. <laughs> right? It's kind of nuts. Um, mm. they, they blew up an animal in this movie, yeah. and everyone's like, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> uh but yeah um yeah so hooper for the record they didn't actually explode any sharks no true yeah it was just just a big fake shark yeah also all those blood in the water probably going to attract more sharks (laughs) like not gonna lie like we know that the shark here was like a lone wolf type but still like i feel like all this shark blood and man blood all over the place and all this mm-hmm. activity in the water is probably going to attract some other creatures. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like they're not out uh, of the woods yet. But anyway, uh, Hooper- That's all woke up the Meg. Oh, no. <laughs> it was the, the blood of Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's some gore lore for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hooper surfaces out of the water and they have a laugh together at like their success, basically. Hooper's like, Quint? And Brody's like- no <laughs> mm. they're both like smiling though even though like quint is dead <laughs> but yeah whatever um so they grab onto some barrels uh and then um swim back to dry land they have a, like a little bit of a conversation with each other as they're going trying to keep each other's spirits up i think but um, yeah it's like talk about how it's wednesday yeah or is it tuesday yeah who, who knows anymore and then Brody's like, I used to hate the water. I can't imagine why. <laughs> As they're like swimming through like blood water. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Now you mentioned Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. Um, there's a Jimmy Neutron episode that parodies Jaws that oh. um, doesn't just go for the heads. It does the scene as well. That's how it ends with Jimmy and I think Carl floating away. <laughs> So obviously, when I rewatched this movie, like gave it gave it its first full attention rewatch in like 2015, I was like, "Oh, the Jimmy Neutron scene!" Yeah, there you go, that yeah. famous Jimmy Neutron scene from Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So um, yeah, the movie like uh, comes in with the credits here, pretty much on the end of any color you like. Um, yeah. We get like the credits rolling over like the peaceful now peaceful beach of Amity Island. Now that the shark menace has been taken care of. Um, mm. And that's the film. What did you think? How did it sink? Oh, man. Did it uh, sink or swim? Way <laughs> Except reverse, uh, where sink is the good version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, much like much like Sheriff Brody, who's new to the land, this movie did not swim. This movie was here to sing yeah and my goodness i genuinely believe steven spielberg set out to make a film that syncs with pink floyd's dark side of the moon same it kind i think of maybe the thunder, right yeah i think maybe like the fact a lot of stuff happened on set and it changed the movie changed as it happened i think maybe these pranking crew members mm. maybe didn't want to make it sync and that's why we missed a couple things but like the amount, like, the structure is there, the, like, the moments, even, like, tiny things, like, they talk about ringing a dinner bell during the clocks. Yeah. It's just, like, it's all over there. It's it's like chum in the water, these sinks. Yeah, um, man. I'm, I'm happy with a nine. I'm happy with a... N- I, my big quandary is, does this go higher than Cocoon? 
Yeah. I feel really strongly about this. I think this is yeah. like a, like genuinely a contender for another 10. I'm not lying. Like Ooh. it kind of shocked me at how many things matched up here. Like yeah. it's we're like I'm fairly certain that like there is something going on, especially with the yeah. structure. It, it, like in the intro when like all those songs are lining up just perfectly mm. and like just like not only like in terms of theme but also in terms of structure it was it was wild i was, I was kind of flawed and like the the hits just keep coming with the like yeah. the the um uh the the catchphrases like lining up for each other and yeah. then like giving way to each other perfectly so you get to hear both like come on like what what like that's just what <laughs> i feel yeah yeah you're over like we talk about like those sync moments that make us actually like pump our fists or you get really excited waiting for it to happen and then it happens. Yeah. And like I've had that we had that with <laughs> the opening credits of Cocoon. We yeah. had that with the like puke scene in Moon, <laughs> which both rhyme. Um, you know, the like explosion in Independence Day. Yeah. I had those so much. I was like walking around my lounge I was prowling my lounge like a jaguar like a <laughs> shark just like that's so scary yeah <laughs> just hooting and hollering like i was trying to scare off sharks of the indianapolis yeah just so excited for these things so yeah i i'm going to let's give it a 10 yeah man that's another that's another perfect sink <sighs> plot it on the graph yeah. hell yeah higher than independence day yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think this that is, makes me very. Happy. I think this is a better sync than that film. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, kind of wild. There you go. Like that one, we had to go through the conversation to figure out oh, it was syncing so well. This one, we knew the syncs were there yeah. as soon as the credits rolled. Damn right. Heck yeah, go Jaws, go. Go Jaws, go. Amazing. There we go. Another ten. Another ten. Love it. Now, what's going to get us our next 10, James? It's your pick for our next film we're going to cover on oh. this very podcast. Well, Gareth, I was going to save this for off the mic, but, like, I've been I've been not feeling that good recently. Oh, no. I know. I've been, like, a little bit under the weather, which uh, you know about, but, like, I don't know if I can do the podcast next week because I've just... I've been, I've been having very strange symptoms. I've just... I've come out in hives all over my body... Yeah and uh just i've got the itch and what's this oh i'm getting my facts through from the doctor right now and it says that this itch is caused but it's an itch for hitch gareth we're gonna we're gonna watch Hitch. oh my gosh <laughs> oh. i mean it makes sense because like we you know this film which got us a 10 is obviously a prequel to yeah turner and hooch and as we talked about in the turner and hooch episode that's a prequel to hitch so yeah we've got to yeah we've got to ride this way <laughs> yeah from hooch to hitch ah uh, yeah can will smith teach pink floyd how to make him make a match i don't know he did it before themselves yeah we'll see that's true yeah like yeah but that's that's for next episode to figure out oh my goodness when, okay. we, when we do hitch <laughs> Cool. Sink Floyd on, oh, wow. on Twitter, on on Gmail, yeah. on YouTube, on under the water, above the water. We're available yeah. in all terrestrial areas. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Ask your local library yeah. about us. Find us by boat. Find yeah. us by car. <laughs> <laughs> find us by barge. Yeah. Please find us by barge. I would love yeah. that. Okay. I want us to be the number one barge, like, podcast played on barges. <laughs> yes, you're just trapped on a barge listening to us talk. If you're trapped on a barge and you're hearing our tones, you've just listened to all of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon and then this podcast, um, please please let us know. And Yeah, send us a tweet. Yeah. Bar- hashtag barge and in charge. Yeah, we'll send you one of our patented bar ba- barge badges. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my okay, goodness. we need to get out of this podcast before I make any worse jokes. Yeah, old oh, James Bargeon. No, oh. <laughs> Let's barge on out of here. Yeah, I've been Gareth Blackler. I've been James Bargeon. <laughs> and we'll see you. And are you ready for this? I've held off for this pun. Oh, I've done so well. Okay, but we'll see you on the shark side of the moon. Farewell and adieu to my fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to those ladies of Spain. (laughs) All right. Goodbye. Farewell. Adieu.